Hi, just a quick disclaimer. All opinions expressed in this podcast are our own and do not reflect the entirety of CRY or CRC. Hi, my name is Ivani. Uh, this is the New Normal Podcast. Um, and we're going to be talking about new beginnings. So I am going to ask for updates first. I know, Nat, you already gave yours uh, before the recording about the zine. Um, but I was wondering uh, if there are any updates from the CRY Care Fund and like going into detail about what that kind of is and what we're planning to do with that and stuff and just go down the line from cry care fund to the exhibition and then of course to the zine mm-hmm. so, and as we um, to go around, can we just introduce who we are um individually and just like talk about um like our role within cry as fellows mm-hmm. um i can go hi my name is alana and i am a fellow with the cry care fund which is a uh mutual aid fund for people in Philadelphia um, focused on mental health. And so what we're essentially doing is using the money that we got from grants and um, some other awesome stuff that cry facilitators got. And we're using that to, to provide someone in Philadelphia with um, free therapy basically uh, for at least six sessions and then we'll see where we were at after that and so people can apply once the applications go live this spring um, and then if you do not get that the free therapy that we're offering we're also providing a bunch of different little bundles that people can have like a self-care bundle which will have one of those happy lights as well as like um a deconstructing mental health bundle which will have a bunch of books that you can read to really understand how um mental health works and the history of it in the united states and then we also have um some other exciting stuff that's that we're organizing right now I can go next. Uh, hi, my name is Andre, and uh, my role in Cry, I run the podcast as well as the social media. So I basically make graphics for our Instagram page. Follow us at cry.collective on Instagram. And yeah, you're listening to our podcast right now. So that's all handled. Hey, my name is Peyton. Um, I am the fellowship for the exhibition. And what my role is that I basically is... Um, organizing to figure out what space that we use for the exhibition, um, all that good stuff. Um, Yeah, that's basically it. And then as well, like doing a little bit more extra behind the scenes for CRY. Um, I can go again. I'm Avani. I am a part of the, um, the Collective Care Fellowship. So I kind of deal with um, scheduling meetings and making sure that, um, you know, the collective is all like accounted for and we're still bonding as a, a collective and as teams together, like wrapping it through this thing we call life and also um, dabbling in taking care of um, merch and all that good stuff and making sure that we stay aligned. My name's Nat. Um... I am 19. I am my second year. I'm also a fellow. Um, I currently go to UART and I am a photography major. Um, 
I am basically in charge of the zine or whatever magazine-like things get published. Um, and in these zines, we often do things about the members, our mission statement, um, who we are, but also like the conversations that we have, um, what kind of things need to still be spoken about, um, what things that are going on in our community and uh, different um, ideas that we have for them or things that are upcoming. Like for example, our care fund will be included in this year's zine, um, a list of different things. Um, what else? I might every now and then design an infographic. I might do something in Photoshop, get it posted. But other than that, that's just about it. Um, and I'm just curious to ask you guys like how, how the process is going honestly and like what steps like Alana what inspired you to go get to this uh cry care fund idea um you and your other fellow Arden um like what is that whole process looking like for all um it's just been really fun it's like a lot of work but really fun work like I, I definitely feel a lot more certain than I did at this time last year because a lot of the responsibility is really on us teenagers rather than like going to meetings and having the facilitators facilitate which was also incredible but it's also really cool to just um only be relying on myself to get things done uh, and so um, me and Arden have been trudging through making like Excel sheets, uh, like to scope out the budget, but also having a lot of fun finding books that really helped us with our mental health. And then also just like um, like art supplies and trying to find um, Black and Indigenous owned shops to get it from, sourcing all of the materials from them. Um, which is really important. And um, yeah, the process, yeah, if I have one word, it's not a great word, but I'd just say fun. Hey, Mike. What's up, guys? What's up, how are you? Good, and you? I'm good. We're just getting started um, going through um, just like a few, I I can't wear, but we're just going through uh, down the list for a podcast and also just um, talking about the fellowships and any plans for stuff. Um, okay. Yeah. <laughs> but. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I definitely agree with the fun word. Uh, does anyone else want to pop in before <laughs> me? Um, yeah, so for exhibition right now, we're in the process of applying for Sh Cherry Street Pier. Um, and like my wildest dreams for like the success for Cry exhibition was um, if like the city ever got into a situation, it, wait, if the city gets the situation under control with COVID, um, we can do, do something physical, which we are um, in our ideal for the exhibition is May for Mental Health Awareness Month. Um, and then also I'm thinking about we would need to do online pram, online pram programming for folks um, that don't feel comfortable coming into a physical space. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, that sounds really exciting. And I also agree with like the fun statement. Um, yeah, it's been really great to like have more stability and like knowing what's going to happen and like really honing in on the term teen led collective because that's what we are. But this year, I feel like we have encompassed that term more so than ever, especially with the fellowships. And it's been really fun. Like, um, well, I like run the Instagram page. So it's been really fun, like curating different content for it and like being able to like explore my creativity in that way. And I guess like also strengthen my abilities within designing stuff. So yeah, it has been really fun. Um, yeah, I also agree with the fun word. <laughs> um, uh, it's been really interesting um, observing ways that I see self-care and trying to implement that into a collective like mindset. Um, which is something that we've, I've been trying to work on. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's definitely been fun and very interesting. Um, I feel like I'm learning a lot about myself and also just learning about other people, like observing the way that you guys work and, you know, what you're comfortable with and stuff. For the, um, exhibit, and I know I said it before, but it's great to elaborate, um, we are currently deciding on the themes that we have uh, included in our zine. Um, obviously, we'll have our mission statement, but our main goal of the zine will be... In, what's the right word? will be... I just lost my train of thought. The main goal of the zine is a little bit different from that. There we go. I'm sorry. I'm just stupid sometimes. Um, but uh, we initially had the idea to create two separate zines one be intimate and one be more curational and uh, we have recently decided that in order to get the best of both worlds and also give ourselves um kind of a broader and better way of thinking and coming up with the scene and pushing back the timeline a little bit to reduce some stress that we are going to release it in uh, May, June. Um, we are currently recruiting people, coming up with themes. Um, in about a month, we'll be putting all the information and you know, data that we collect into uh, Adobe Illustrator and starting to actually piece it all together. Um, but we will have that ready. And then at the exhibit that we hold in May, we will have a few previews of it, but also we are going to make the zine uh, eligible for pre-order. So you guys get a intimate, experience with the exhibit and also in a way you get to take home a piece of it with you while getting a piece of us with you so at the exhibit is when you'll be able to pre-order it and then it will be released after instead of having two zines that we release and then you choose to buy but um that's what's going on with the zine and um i think we are doing a stipend for people who join but that's to be determined that's just a bonus yeah. So um, this next question is, I mean, then uh, I want the newer folks to speak on it first because they have kind of been in this like, oh God, I'm mixing my years up. You guys have been in cry since 2020. Okay. I was like, have they been here since 2019? <gasps> um, 
but uh, how I'm just curious, like, how does this feel different from um, last year, even though it's the beginning of this year? Like, how how do you feel like we've how do you feel the collective has changed since then and how your views of it? To be honest, the the general feel of cry last year felt like um, a classroom mixed with like group therapy. Um, and that's like, that, that was, I think that was a good thing. And I think it helped to foster a sense of trust, at least for me and all the other cry teens. Um, cause I didn't know anyone going into it. So it was nice to just have a space to talk about things and not really have to like organize anything myself because I didn't really understand the dynamic of the group. But then everything kind of turned to crap when coronavirus came to the U.S. and everything shut down and all our plans got dashed. Um, but we also started this podcast, so that was pretty cool. Um, and so this year feels a lot different because, um, like, it does still have kind of a feel of, like, classroom meets group therapy, but... Um, more like we're leading that rather than the adult facilitators are leading that. And um, we also seem to, I feel a lot more organized and a lot more confident in what we're doing than last year, uh, just because I, COVID threw me in a loop and I didn't really feel confident in much of anything um, in those first few months. But now that sadly we're kind of used to it and used to quarantine and like used to how things are changing you know the new normal um this year feels a lot more in our control uh michael i don't know if you're able to talk but how do you feel um that i mean your experience with cry how has it changed at all you know how do you feel about it coming into this new year from last year well, I feel like we try to adapt to it. We try to make something good out of it last year. But I feel like now, I really don't know where we're going to go with this. But if if this Rona um, thing clears up by by the summer or spring, we could probably make something out of this, you know, like with all the expectation and how you guys are planning. So we just got to make the best out of it for real. That's, that's what I think, in my opinion. Very, very true. Um from experience from uh being in the first gen of cry i feel like kind of like what andre said earlier on in the in this podcast like i feel like now more than ever it has become teen led um like now we have these fellowships and like teens are creating these cool ideas like the cry care fund and teens are in charge of the zine now like the full like length of it and now a teen is involved is um completely responsible well not completely responsible but responsible for for planning like the exhibition and making sure that we have a space for it and stuff like i just i feel like the past few years it has been like the teens are creating and we are all together as a collective but um i feel like this year we're um we're you know having more of a ba- of, of a bag on our shoulders as far as like pulling the the weight around here pulling up our pants and you know getting stuff done um yeah uh, I will say that because of COVID it's it's a miracle that uh we've been able to connect like this 
because you know we've only met together and had like an in-person meeting like once or twice I want to say before uh three times oh my gosh I miss it um uh yeah we've only met three times since uh cry 2020 joined um but we've still been able to, to like uh, brainstorm and have all these cool ideas and actually execute them. Um, yeah, going off of that, I feel like, I mean, this is our third year and I feel like with every year we've progressed into like, I don't know, we've become more of ourselves, if that makes sense, because um, we are the creative resilient youth. I feel like the first year we definitely honed, I mean, to start off, we are like all young. We're like part of the youth demographic. So that's already like set aside. But like we like explored our creativity within Cry. But then the second year really showcased our resilience because that's when COVID hit. And like we really had to persevere through like the pandemic and trans- transitioning online. We made a podcast because we couldn't do an exhibit. We like were really creative in thinking about ways to like, I don't know, make something out of what we are and like our work that we're doing. And yeah, and I just think we've already like proved that we're like creative, resilient, and like we are youthful. But this year we are also like proving that we can be like a team, like collective and like actually say it with confidence. Peyton, I know, uh, how are you feeling about like this new year in comparison to like the first year, like in our experience? Cause I know like we had the actual physical. Um, honestly, I'm feeling proud. It's like a, a huge, huge change. Um, it seems like the young adults, the teens, young adults, we have like the power with cry compared to our first year. Um, like it's amazing that we're able to do like to collect care, the exhibition, um, the care fund. Like, I don't know. I just think we're like growing and growing into like this beautiful sunflower. I don't know. <laughs> I think like Peyton was saying and like all of you were saying, like it's it's interesting how um, kind of when COVID hit and we had everything like converted to online, we were all probably really depressed. Not, not just like in a mental state of depression, but like all the things that we know we had planned for this year were suddenly changing. And we had no idea if we could come up with anything that would be just as important or just as successful or just as intriguing. And the way that all of us somehow went from contributors to facilitators as well, alongside um, the people that were already facilitators. um, I think all of us also like learn new side of ourselves um, because I don't think we ever imagined having to ever be in that position or to learn how to do those things. Like, I, I, Payne, I don't know if you've ever even saw how to do like an application to a place for an exhibit. Um, and, you know, all the things that you learn along the way, you realize we're always kind of there. Um, the care fund was inspired by what we did last year when we had a member of CRY that could no longer be with us. Not that she died or anything, but she had to like, she couldn't be a part of the program anymore. And we raised money for her because she became the head of her household and she needed to spend time there. And that's something that stuck with us. And now we keep going. Um, So yeah, proud is definitely the word because I didn't 
know or I didn't imagine I didn't imagine that we would ever no not that we would ever I didn't imagine we would get here so quick um and that proudness is definitely there and on my next question I ask y'all um how, how like um I mean why is our work important <laughs> you know why is what we're doing important to young folks that are battling with their mental health especially right now um you know, how has it impacted you? And how do you think that, like, looking at how it impacts you, how do you think it impacts other folks? I definitely think that it's important because without a doubt, there's so many youth and young adult and a bunch of different type of demographics. That, I mean, it's known that if we're talking about Philadelphia specifically, and only because that's where we're headed for, they're not just that, um, you know, there's only Philadelphians in it. There isn't. Um, but this is a city that everybody knows. You kind of, the main thing you do here is survive. Um, and everybody here is trying to somehow make it in whatever field that they're working in. And we're at such a unique, like, point and not only history and time and geographically of where we are, but like, there's so many people who are silent. There's so many people that are dying. There's so many people that are like, whenever you watch a documentary for like your favorite artist or musician or anything like that, like, you know, for example, the one that they had of Lil Peep, viewing that and seeing, you know, things that he experienced, all I could think to myself is there are kids and there are people who are experiencing that right now in our city and nothing is being done about it or they don't know how to do anything about it. And I think that us being at our age and at the position that we're at, being able to have this collective and do the things that we're doing, it inspires like other people. Like you can do it. You just, you know, because there's so many positions and so many times where people just feel stuck or don't know that they can actually do that. And they don't know just how many opportunities there are in life. So I just feel like we're important in that sense. Like, you can go out and do this. You can do this. Things like that. Um, going off with Natalie is saying, um, I was thinking like your mental health does not define who you are at all. Um, that was something that I had to deal with in the beginning of 2019, 2020. Like understand like my mental health does not define me. Um, you know, it's hard, but it gets better at the end. I think also just like with this podcast specifically, like just hearing our stories and like, I guess sharing our vulnerability with one another is just like inspiring to hear that like you aren't alone in this and that there are people experiencing maybe like something similar to you, especially during this pandemic. Um, we're like all, I mean, even though it is a podcast, like it would be like assumed that like we're showcasing like a brighter side of ourselves, but we aren't. We're like showing what's real to us and like what we're experiencing in this moment. Yeah, I guess like I'd have two things to say to that. I guess the first would be Peyton, your cat is so cute. Oh my gosh. Oh goodness. But then the second would be um, just doing, working with this care fund and being able to, like, given the responsibility of connecting someone with um, therapy, <laughs> that's, like, 
just really close to my heart. And it's so obviously important. Like I'm having to navigate the healthcare system and trying to get my own therapy and like therapy for people in my family who can't do it for themselves. And I remember the other day I was making calls and like by the third call, I was just crying because it's so hard and it's so frustrating. And these companies make it so difficult to, you know, try and get help. Um, and so to be able to even connect just one person to help without having to go through all of those avenues, I think is really helpful. And like, I just hope next year, maybe we can do that for two people. And then the following year, maybe 10 people, you know. I, I definitely agree, Alana. I just, I feel like what I want Cry to be is a resource for people like us, you know, like teens and beyond that are struggling with their health and have nowhere to go and don't know where to start. Because I know that before I joined this collective, I didn't know what was going on. Mental health was such a taboo before I joined this collective. You know, I didn't have the the vernacular to even speak about it. Um, and I feel like giving people those tools and giving people those words and giving people that knowledge is really important. And I feel like this work is so important because this work is giving us knowledge to spread to other people. And it also in itself is a resource, you know, like that zine that like we've, we've talked about a lot of zines when it comes to self care and then also healthcare and like all of these different things that like CRC and cry have like been a part of. Um, I totally lost my train of thought. No. Um, but it's important. <laughs> um, also want to give a quick shout out to Arden, who is a, another member of the um, Care Fund Fellowship who couldn't make it today. Um, and also a shout out to our facilitators, shout out to CRC, who is like the, the, the parent, um, parent collective of CRY. Um, Shout out to everyone that's made this possible by donating and, you know, hearing our story and giving us grants, giving us that cash money. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. And shout out to everyone listening and everyone that's, um, you know, going through it this pandemic because you can't fault yourself for that at all because it, it is rough, but we'll make it through. I give a big shout out to, another member who couldn't make it with us today. Her name is Natalie and she actually designed our podcast logo. So we just want to give a big shout out to her and bring good vibes to her. But um, yeah, without further ado, this is the conclusion of this podcast episode. So we thank you all for listening and we hope to see you all next podcast. Bye. Yeah. Bye.